Hello everyone, this is Alvaro Cortez Jr. aka Lance Danger welcoming you back to the Serene Chaos Podcast. Welcome to another installment of the Serene Chaos Podcast. It's 2023. Exciting stuff is on the horizon. Hopefully I'll do these podcasts more consistently this year. For those that don't know, I had got caught up in making comic book work and also had a second bout with COVID that really derailed things last year. As I recover from this, I'll take advantage and do these podcasts once again, as well as some new things as well that's going up on the channel. But while I have your attention, please, today I will talk about one of the more talked about comics I've made, DTF6, or rather, Delta Task Force 6. This is actually one of the very first things I ever created, predating even Warlord and any of the side characters in the story. It was created during the aforementioned Super Wars that I've talked about before on the podcast, a story that ran all throughout 7th to 9th grade with a good friend of mine where we pitted our original characters against each other. At the time, I was really getting into teen books like Uncanny X-Men, Teen Titans, and Cyberforce for example. I also grew up watching animes that were either teens or had a large cast of characters like Voltron, G-Force aka Battle of the Planets, and Robotech aka Macross. So I made my own team and actually called it Ultra Force originally. The only reason I changed it to Delta Task Force Team 6 was because like a year after I created Ultra Force, the line that did the Ultraverse comics made a team book named Ultra Force purely by coincidence, which was kind of their version of the Avengers featuring top characters from the Ultraverse mixed in with new characters, and even an animated series was made. The original artist was actually the late great George Perez. So if you have a chance to check out any of those old comic books, I recommend you to check it out if you have the chance because again, great George Perez artwork. Side note aside, now back to my Ultra Force. The original concept was pretty different than this version that you've seen on the webcomic. Most of the characters are the same, but the concept was originally an alien named Technoblast, who I make a small easter egg of in Fred Peterson the Mighty Warlord webcomics, uh, landed on Earth and the gem that he would use for his powers shattered into five pieces, and five humans accidentally bonded with those shards, giving them superpowers. 
but once they were together, they could combine all their powers to awaken Technoblast. Though this would leave them temporarily powerless, a Technoblast was one bad mother, one of the most powerful beings in the universe, so he really didn't need much backup. Three of the original characters, or actually four of the original characters, made its way back into this current version of Delta Force. Um, Nicholas Mejillas, who was the main character, yeah, it was pretty much three characters. Nicholas Mejillas, who was the main character in the original, and he's more of a central character in a cast of characters in a more balanced story in this current version. In the new story, they really don't have code names or superhero names, is because instead of being just five strangers that meet due to circumstances, this story is more like a what, task force that's formed. So he no longer has his original code name, which is a name that I loved and I still love because it is so 90s. His code name was Narrow Edge. Yes, Narrow Edge. Why Narrow Edge? Because he was a character that walked the edge between being a good guy and an anti-hero that all it needed was just one little push to push him off of that narrow edge. Oh yeah, I was deep when I was a teenager. <laughs> and the second character was Marco Sejo. He was basically the second in command whose, whose codename was Slam Dunk. And he actually was dressed as a basketball player. Then there was Hidel Villanueva, whose codename I forgot, and unfortunately I don't have the original artwork or any of those old school notebooks that I had, but he was like something like Taino or something random like that. And I completely forgot the other two characters that comprised the original five characters of the team. All I remember is that they were killed off in a story and replaced by two female characters that also appear in this current version. Elizabeth Betty Ormond and Rebecca Rhodes joins the team and it changed the dynamic completely, um, mainly because of the interactions between uh, Nick and Betty that added a whole new element to that story and Rebecca also added a big element to it as well because uh, she was actually like an American character in this team of Puerto Rican characters. So it was a very great dynamic between all of these characters because they were also different from each other and the team had such great chemistry in my mind that just like Warlord, I did an issue number zero in a notebook of Ultra Force that kind of pieced their story together officially. And I actually eventually made two miniseries based on this team in notebooks as well. The only other characters aside from Warlord that I actually made and completed longer stories in notebooks, uh, that's how attached I was to these characters as well. And just like how the Ultimate Universe in the late 90s inspired me to make a more streamlined version of Warlord to make into actual comics, something else inspired me to do a Delta Force as a comic as well. 
My best friend lent me a VHS tape that contained Neon Genesis Evangelion, Death and Rebirth, and The End of Evangelion. I had never watched Ava before, but I was aware of it. Remember, this was the late 90s, so it was the dark ages in the US when it came to availability to anime. It was a far different world than what it is now. I watched it all in one sitting because it just captivated me. The story, the characters, the animation. I was in love. And from there, um, because of that, just like that, in my mind, the final story of Delta Force came to me. And from there, I reverse engineered until I finally had a story for how to adapt all those notebook stories into an actual comic book as well. So, years, years later, after Nevermind and Warlord became webcomics and had pretty good readership numbers as webcomics, I finally decided it was time to unleash DTF6 out there too. And what was more straight up? And what was more a straight-up superhero, almost Saturday morning cartoon kind of story, became a darker psychological thriller built on the foundation of characters that I had already created. And Omar Santos, which is a character that hasn't appeared just yet in the story, but he was featured in the original promotional art for Delta Task Force 6 back then when I was promoting the premiere of the webcomic. Now, due to many setbacks, it took years to finish chapter 1, and it's taking forever to tackle chapter 2. Hopefully soon I will be able to work through it this year. The plan is to at least get those first 6 chapters out, which is the first storyline, and then do a truthful comics edition of it, where I redraw the first chapter because the artwork for that original chapter is lost. How I've mentioned in other podcasts, a lot of original artwork got lost due to a lot of natural disasters when I was living in Puerto Rico. If Warlord is my love letter to superheroes and comic books in general, Delta Task Force 6 is my love letter to anime. And I hope that you all look forward to its return. Uh, next time, we'll tackle my creative process for DTF6 and other insights into uh, the characters themselves as well. As always, thank you all so much for listening. I really miss doing these podcasts. I hope you all take some kind of fun or um, are, are able to take uh, some kind of value out of these podcasts. Once again, thank you all so much for listening. And as always, stay creative, my friends.